moving, body moving, we be body moving, body moving, a body moving, body moving, we be body moving. Beastie Boys, body moving on Island 106. Point nine W I I S Q West. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me. It's too early. That's the name of the show. I'm Gwen Filosa. We are coming to you live from right off Duval Street in Key West. We're going to have a guest. We're going to talk about exciting things, and then we'll have your headlines and weather coming up. So we're going to we're going to have a great show. Uh, my guest today is an award-winning author, best-selling author. Her books include Summer in the City, Island Affair, Anchored Hearts. She's done a lot of work. So we're, we're going to talk all about it. And Priscilla Oliveras, good morning. Good morning, Glenn. It's great to chat with you. Thanks so much for coming on. And I, I know you live in Florida, but you're calling from Vegas. <laughs> yes. It's so early. It's oh, oh, dark 30 over here, but that's okay. It's that early. means it's not so hot. You're the, you're the only one awake in Vegas who hasn't been up all night. So Probably. <laughs> you, probably. You are the only one. <laughs> Priscilla, I don't know where to start. You've written so many novels. You've done so much work. Oh. And um, how, how did you get started in, in this job? Well, um, well, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, actually, when I was probably sophomore, junior at Key West High, um, we had a, in, in one of my English classes, we had a short story segment that we had to do. And that was the first time that teacher um, kind of mentioned to me, have you thought about writing or English? And so um, my undergrad is English with education, and I've always been a reader. Um, I actually read my first uh, adult romance, a Harlequin romance, while we were in a hurricane shelter in Boca Chica when I was in high school. Um, oh, wow. Kind of, yeah. So um, actually, it was one of my dad's romance novels. That was um, part of his hurricane supplies was a bag of romance novels. And by day two, I was a 15-year-old climbing the walls. And he was like, get one of my books. Basically, leave us alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so I was an early you know, romance reader and I enjoyed writing and it kind of just um, had it, it the, the right time came along um, where I had some time and I kind of thought what a lot of people do. Hey, I like reading books. Let me just try to write one. How hard can it be? Um, it, it is kind of hard, <laughs> so, yeah, I, but, but if you love doing it, you know, so it, it doesn't feel like work. That's great. That's great. And you've written so many books. Um, are you currently working on something? Or are you like, whoa, I need to, I need to, I need to recharge. Um, actually, I just turned in revisions on my ninth book, uh, um, and I'm brainstorming. I've got a, a brainstorming session next week with my editor to talk about the, the next book that would come after that. So book nine will is set to release next May, May 2022. Uh, um, but so really, you know, as an author, I'm, I'm trying not to have like a big break because I want to be on contract, right? So yeah, take the time to refill your well, hence why I'm out here in Vegas, <laughs> refilling my well with family. Um, but it's, I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, you know, it's getting to play make-believe and, and make up friends and share stories about people. I, mean, I write contemporary romance. And so there are people living and loving and working in today's world, just um, healthy, you know, finding healthy relationships. To me, that is what the today's romance genre is about. Examples of, of everyday people, at least the ones that I write, that are looking for, you know, looking to lead good lives and um, 
examples for our readers of, of what healthy love and healthy relationships can look like. And um, in my world, there's a Latinx flavor. So, you know, they're stories about mi gente and my people and uh, my family and people who look like my family and uh, and friends. And so it's a it's a joy. That's great. That's great. Now you have an MFA and uh, yes. I wanted to ask, um, you have a, a Master of Fine Arts in writing mm-hmm. popular fiction with the Seton Hill. Um, do you do you recommend that people starting out or, or people returning to writing you know, get their MFA? Do you think it's needed? I think for me, it really helped. Yes, you know, any master's degree is an expense. So you, you know, you want to consider that. But at Seton Hill, there are only a handful of programs across the United States that offer genre fiction. Um, you can get a, an MFA in creative writing. Um, it tends to be more like literary. But um, what I love about Seton Hill's program for any genre writers, so that's romance, horror, sci-fi, women's fiction, young adult, uh, um, you know, any genre like that. Um, to me, one of the, one of the things that I, I learned about our, our craft, uh, the, the craft of writing, I learned some of the business of writing. One of the things that I really helped me was in our program at the start of every semester, you sign a contract with your faculty member of how many pages you're going to be submitting every month, uh, you know, so you're basically learning to write to contract, which is what you hope to do as a working author, right? You know, working or because I think even if for those authors out there who might be thinking about indie or self-publishing, which is a a wonderful avenue now for authors out there, you still want to, um, you know, have deadlines for yourself. Your readers are going to want to, you know, to want to know when your next book is coming out. So whether you're going traditional or whether you're going indie, you should still have some either self-imposed or contract-imposed deadlines. Um, and going through the Seton Hill program, it helped me when life hit the, you know, you know what, when, you know, when the poop hit the fan, I, mm-hmm. I, we're on radio here. Um, Thank you. I had, I had a deadline that needed to, that needed to be met. Um, and so that helped me a lot. So I would, I would think the MFA, I, there, there, you're going to learn about craft itself. Um, but there's a variety of, of aspects of writing. So, you know, business also living the author life. I learned that through, I learned part of that through, um, Seton Hill. Um, but again, like I said, it's, it's an expense. So individually, you, I would say, you know, look at your pros and cons, but my MFA has truly helped me. That's great. That's great. Now, your QS connection is obviously incredibly strong. You, you, you're mm-hmm. from here. Um, well, my dad was in the Navy, so we moved there summer of my seventh grade year. Okay. And um, so throughout junior high and high school, um, college and early years of my marriage, if I was going home, I was you know going to Key West to visit because my dad wound up retiring. So my sister and I and my younger brother could could graduate from, uh, you know, finish high school and and finish growing up there. And my parents were there until about 10 years ago. Uh, um, and then they... Um, it might be a little bit more. It was Hurricane Wilma was kind of the last. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they were yeah, like, oh, my. I understand. Five, five feet of water went through the house. And, and at that point, my dad had retired twice from, you know, from the military and from the um, and my mom and from the uh, government. And my mom was able to retire. She just loved her job. But at that point, they were like, yeah, OK, we're ready. So they moved up to Gainesville. Yeah, and that's where we are now. 
Okay, great, great. Now, how has Key West inspired you, or how how do you approach kind of getting across to people what it's like here and and setting Uh, a story here? What what inspires you? Sure. Um, Gosh, I was so excited to to set my my latest series, the one that's out now. It's a piece of love series. So it's um, Island Affairs, book one, Anchored Hearts is book two. I will say they are standalones. It's it's the same familia. It's a, a, a familia of Cuban-American firefighter paramedics. Um, so you'll you'll see character, similar char- some of the same characters in some of the books, but each book is about like one couple and, and their romance. Um, I knew my very first book that I ever try- started trying to write, or, and I did finish it. It was back in um, late uh, fall of 1990 was the first time I typed on the typewriter, chapter one, uh, um, was set in Key West. And it was bad for a whole bunch of reasons. It was my first book. I knew very little about craft, you know, reader expectations, all of that. But I knew um, I wanted to bring readers home. Key West is just, it has such a romantic vibe. Um, There's, uh, I think it's a mix of, you can, you can go there with people with a family and there are fun things to do and, and you'll, and you'll, you'll have great memories. You can go there on a girl's weekend and you're going to have an amazing time. You can go there as a couple, uh, um, you know, so there's just, the Island has so much to offer. And so for me, I thought it, it would be the perfect place to bring readers home is, is kind of how writing Island affair and anchors heart anchored hearts has been for me. Um, book one, uh, the, the heroine is a tourist. So, and, and the hero is, is from the family that lives there. So Luis, um, and Sarah, they do a lot of things that a lot of tourists will come down. They, they are, they go on the tour train. Um, Luis takes them to Mallory square and they eat dinner at El Mison de Pepe and they dance outside, you know, to, El, you know, to Caribe and, uh, um, you know, he takes her to, to South beach there. And, um, my hope with that is that, people who have visited Key West will read Island Affair um, and it'll help evoke their own memories. Those who have never been will feel like they've got their toes in the sand there and mm-hmm. they stop to take that picture at the zero mile marker, you know, because um, as a tourist, that's what Sarah wants to do. Um, and then book two with Anchored Hearts, the hero and the heroine, Ana Maria and Alejandro, grew up there. It's a second chance romance. And so some of the things that some of their memories there at Higgs Beach and she remembers um, hanging out at, at Astro City and the fireworks at 4th of July and, mm. and th- their memories are things that my sister and I did grow- growing up. And so it's for me, it was a little bit like an homage to those of us who've had the the gift of being able to grow up on the island. Um, and so readers will see different places than what they saw in um, an island affair, but uh, hopefully it's just more a flavor and, and, a, and a piece of our island, maybe an enticement for readers to come down and visit. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, I mean, a, a million years ago, I worked in a bookstore right during college, <laughs> and the 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 romance section, for, well, first of all, incredibly popular genre. But yes. I just remember mm-hmm. the historical romance, the the Fabio. I don't, I don't the, know the bodice rippers. Yeah, of the, yes, yeah, the eighties, nineties. Yes, and and um, but so contemporary romance is that something that um? Well, first of all, did you read the historical romances? Has that informed your work? Um, yeah, I read I read a, a variety. Especially, I have a lot of like author friends growing up. Um, like I devoured the Jude Devereaux, um, mm. who is uh, you know historical, most predominantly historical. Now she's writing some contemporary. So I have read 
um, historical novels and, and I st- uh, romance novels, and I still do. Um, Sarah McLean is an amazing historical romance author for any anyone out there who um, is interested in historical romance. Um, and I mean, DM me, and I can and I can give you a name of historical romance wrecks. Um, but I I gravitate more towards his contemporary. I think um, as as a reader and as a writer, I just enjoy. Um, thinking about like, you know, people in my world right now, you know, mm-hmm. what can they be doing? What are the things that they're facing? Uh, um, you know, what are the conflicts? Cause obviously you have to be there. There's gotta be conflicts if boy meets girl or if boy meets boy, you know, right. Uh, because you know, um, the main love interests in a romance do not just have to be male, female. So if your two love interests meet each other and there is no conflict, it's a really short story. Uh, um, it's it, <laughs> right. So, what, what are the things that they're facing? Um, I don't write a lot about uh, romantic suspense, so there aren't a lot of things blowing up and there aren't, um, you know, um, that kind of thing. My stories are about, you know, pretty much everyday people and that um, I hope, you know, at the end of my books, people feel like, oh, I want to go to happy hour with them, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever nice. you do for fun. <laughs> um, so the, I think their writing informs me in the sense of when I, as a reader, um, I mean, as a writer, it's sometimes I have to say it's hard sometimes to read a book without um, dissecting it. You know, like mm. trying to looking at craft. And but when I catch myself reading a book and I have just gotten lost in the story world and have been able to turn off that writer side in my brain, that's a book that then I will stop myself and go back and try to see like, wow, what did she do? How did I? You know, or or I'll, I'll stop and you know there'll be a phrase or there'll be a, a description that really either moves me or I can see it or I can, I, I feel like I'm touching or tasting it and, and I'll stop and reread that to appreciate that passage. So whether it's contemporary, whether it's a paranormal, whether it's uh, an historical or a Regency romance, it doesn't matter. It's just beautiful writing is what I'm drawn to. Great. That's yeah. The same, same here. And I, I, I respect mm-hmm. that totally now. Okay. We live in an era of Tinder Tell, tell me, uh. maybe that's from, I don't know. <laughs> tell me what, you know, is it still, a, is romance still out there and available? Or I mean, tell, tell me what your definition of romance is. And... Okay. Well, I would say as a single person, I sure hope so. <laughs> I know. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, my definition of romance. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's going to be obviously be different for, for different people. For me, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's also, um, a healthy relationship there there is respect in, in that and amongst the you know between you and your partner there's that it's not even that it's um actually one of my friends we were talking about this and I said you know it's not always 50 50 sometimes it's 70 30 as long as that's flipped and, and she said you know what I think it's 100 percent like both both partners trying to give 100 percent as often as they can they're going to fall short sometimes but if, if that's what your what your goal is and and for me I would say my life is happy. I, I'm enjoying my life. I, you know, my, I have a great um, family. I, I love my, my job. And um, if I can meet someone who can, can add to that happy, um, knowing that there are going to be times where we, you know, we're going to have some conflict. But if, if we're both working to try to make each other and ourselves and those around us happy, then, then to me, that is a, a great relationship. You know, someone who enjoys hanging out with me, but understands when maybe I need to hang out by myself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or I need to be in my office hanging out with my characters. Um, you know, 
So, and for that to happen, I go back to, uh, you know, a level of respect that you, you respect each other and our differences and what we bring to the table and, and what we can give and do for each other. I like that definition because, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people, um, you know, for romance is all about the flowers and the gifts and the yeah. get, picking up the check. And you're talking about more <laughs> like forming a, a, a partnership. Yeah. Um, for me, yes. And, you know, um, there's also like that whole like what's your love language, right? Um, so knowing what your own love language is, knowing what your partner's love language is um, and, you know, respecting that or showing them that and that kind of thing. Well, it's been a delight to talk to you. I, I, I thank you for for getting up at five a.m. Oh, <laughs> and doing this. We've had a, a, a rash a list of people who are doing this, and I not that many, but I I just appreciate it. And uh, you've you've been great. I hope you can come back sometime. Talk about your work. Oh, sure, I would love to. Um, it's always fun talking about writing, and and really, I was thrilled when when they reached out to see um, if I wanted to come on and, and chat. I'm just um, really excited with the. Um, Island Affair and Anchored Hearts. Um, I'm excited to share the our island with readers. That's great. But thank you so much. Continued success. Priscilla Oliveras, thank you for coming on. Have a have a great day. Awesome. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And I want to thank you all for tuning in today and uh, appreciate your support. And we're going to play a song. I'm going to come back with your headlines and weather forecast. This is the Rock on Tours with Level Island 1069. Stick around, everyone. Mm-hmm.